And now we have news of U.S. launching airstrikes in Syria. NATO reports of a second attack on a U.S. military base in Syria. And overnight, the U.S. military carried out pre precision airstrikes in retaliation for another attack yesterday. One American contractor died in that strike and six other people were hurt. Five of them are American troops. Why is all of this happening? Well, according to Mr. Kirby, I believe he's an admiral, Admiral Kirby, it's because of ISIS. You know, the same ISIS that we pretty much decimated under Trump. We don't seek to escalate here. We certainly don't seek a, a, a war or a conflict with Iran. That's not the goal. We're there to go after ISIS. But we have to do what we have to do to protect our people and our facilities. And that's the, the decision making that the president made last night. According to the Pentagon, the U.S. strikes targeted groups with ties to Iran operating in the eastern part of Syria. Small reminder for those that have limited memory that when President Trump took out General Soleimani, Iran's most powerful military commander, because of what he was doing in places like, oh, I don't know, Iraq and Syria, the left lost their mind and said, he's going to escalate this. I just want to remind you of the double standard, as if you're not aware of the double standard already. Let me read you this article from January 2020, a full three, three years ago, over three years ago. Iran's most powerful military commander has been killed by a U.S. airstrike in Iraq. He spearheaded Iranian military operations in the Middle East. He was killed at the Baghdad airport. Mr. Trump said, not President Trump, by the way, this is uh, BBC News. Mr. Trump said the general was directly and indirectly responsible for the deaths of millions of people. Under his leadership, Iran has bolstered Hezbollah and Lebanon and other pro-Iranian military groups, expanding its military presence in Iraq and Syria, and orchestrated Syria's offensive against rebel groups. Yet when President Trump, not Mr. S uh, Trump as BBC called him, took out Soleimani, it was going to be the end of the world. Joe Biden takes out in Syria, has an airstrike, not just one, but uh, Mr. Kirby would have you believe two of them, two of these strikes, were off. he'll have you believe that Joe Biden is a total commander-in-chief and he's really in charge, and that he ordered these two strikes. Oh, I don't know. Let me just show you this from uh, yesterday. This is the same John Kirby arguing that in the middle of Russia and China getting together, that this is a sign, wait for it, of American leadership being back on the world stage. Wow, talk about some mental gymnastics. Let me play the first part of what he told, uh, who was this he was talking to? Well, we'll see who he was talking to here. I have the clip for you. This is uh, him. This is how the Biden administration characterizes this new world union between China and Russia. We're hearing uh, continuous references to the axis here, Russia and China. How does the administration look at this alliance? Is this East versus West yeah. now? I think, first of all, calling this an alliance uh, uh, is uh, is a bit of a stretch. I've referred to it as a marriage of convenience 
uh, certainly not one of affection. Uh, President Xi sees in President Putin a useful foil and a counterweight to American influence, particularly in Europe. President Putin sees in President Xi uh, perhaps a, a bankroll and an opportunity to get more assistance so that he can continue to prop up his economy and to, and to fight this war. Uh, they're working together because they believe that they need each other for very discreet, uh, not necessarily uh, completely overlapping uh, goals. Now, my bone to pick isn't that Admiral Kirby is completely wrong in that this is a relationship based on mutual advantage for each one of the parties. But the fact that he's downplaying it and he doesn't just downplay it, folks. He comes up with this ridiculous statement, as I alluded to just a moment ago. We're not looking uh, here for a world divided by blocks, but I think one thing you need to consider as you consider this visit to Moscow by President Xi uh, is that it's also a manifestation of how much China and Russia know that American leadership on the world stage is back. <laughs> the uh, American leadership, oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, this would be laughable if it weren't dangerous. He says again, it's a manifestation of how much China and Russia know that American leadership on the world stage is back. Wow. I mean, let's see, when Trump, I guess Trump wasn't a leader on the world stage because that's when China and Russia really fortified their alliance. Oh, wait a minute. That didn't happen because with Trump, America was the leader on the world stage, not trying to lead everyone like the globalists would want you to believe, but lead America away from the craziness of NATO, making them pay their fair share and not getting involved in new conflicts. And guess what happened? Russia and China stayed in their respective lanes. President Trump fighting against China more than any president in the modern era. And a lot harsher on Russia than Obama was. And unfortunately, alienating a nation that perhaps we could have had better relations with if it weren't for the fake Russia, Russia, Russia. Amazing. Now, and here's, I don't know if you caught this, I caught this, but in the last clip I played, Kirby says, we're not looking here for a world divided by blocks. And then he starts to talk about how NATO is the strongest block on the block. We're not looking uh, here for a world divided by blocks. Our network of alliances and partnerships is stronger than any network they might have. These are two countries with not a lot of friends. Um, and that those and that network is getting stronger and more influential around the world. Look at NATO, for instance, how how much more uh, relevant and viable NATO is. And now it's going to grow by another two nations. Uh, all that's a manifestation of the leadership of this administration uh, and, the, and the proof that American leadership on the world stage is, in fact, increasing. Oh, my, oh, my. You got Admiral Kirby saying, look, we don't believe in gangs, but we have the biggest, baddest ass gang on the block. We have the best gang leader and we have more numbers than your gangs. Not that we want the world to be divided into gangs. This would be laughable if it weren't dangerous. Let me give you more updates on Medvedev. I get his name always wrong. Uh, 
Dmitry Medvedev, the former president of Russia. Uh, Kremlin loudmouth Dmitry Medvedev has made clear anyone who tries to arrest President Vladimir Putin can expect to feel the wrath of nuclear Russia, including all our weapons. This is an update from what I reported on yesterday. They're doubling down on this. Uh, If you recall, the International Criminal Court earlier this week announced that they had issued an arrest for Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, and that riled them up. And as I reported yesterday, they said, hey, you know, because of this action, uh, Medvedev said that it increases the likelihood of nuclear conflict. Now, is this just posturing? Is this just an example of bark louder than bite? Why do we even want to be in a position where we have to guess that? Now, we we didn't do this. The the, uh, International Criminal Court did. But guess who agreed with them? Even though we don't recognize the International Criminal Court. Joe Biden doubling down, calling him a war criminal. And then Ron DeSantis backtracking, doing the bidding of the Paul Ryan neocons and saying the same thing in an interview as I covered yesterday as well. Totally backtracking. And so if you are fatigued, if you're falling into the false narrative that President Trump is a divider and you're thinking of jumping ship from the Trump train, which we solidly are on in this studio, and thinking of jumping on DeSantis, thinking that you're going to get Trump Trump policies without Trump, you're dead wrong. President Trump is a peace and prosperity president. He's not for the warmongering. And he showed us that to us by not getting us involved in any new conflicts and then just taking care of ISIS and being decisive in that. But Ron DeSantis, he's going to continue with the, if he were to be president, continue uh, uh, supporting these Ukraine in this conflict. He said so as uh, as a legislator before he became a governor. Now as a governor, he's trying to, trying to sound more like, and he's a great governor, don't get me wrong, but it's not a bash on DeSantis. He's a great governor. But his foreign policy is a lot more neocon than Trump. Just saying, for those of you who think that you might get Trump, but not get Trump, not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. European bank shares are slumping today, Friday, and they're sending the stock markets tanking in Europe as the contagion of these bank failures have erupted. Frankfurt's Deutsche Bank shares nosedived, and that is a major lender. And of course, we're looking at uh, Credit Suisse going down. Just letting you know that we're not the only ones suffering this. Matter of fact, UK inflation rose again last month to over 10%. And where are they getting hit? In their food prices. The country's Office for National Statistics has confirmed this. So, so much for American leadership, huh? America is a leader on the world stage. We're leading everyone into the abyss because of fiat currencies, bad policies, wars, debt, and the continued printing of money. Let's get into what happened with uh, Kevin McCarthy. Before I do that, though, let me mention this. Uh, This is uh, big news. The appeals court has blocked Joe Biden's 
mandate for federal workers. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals yesterday upheld an injunction against Biden's uh, injection mandate for federal workers. If you recall, back in 2021, they said that all federal employees must be injected. They said that because Joe Biden is essentially the CEO of federal workers and as a CEO of a private organization, that was their, that was their, their argument. The regime previously argued that Joe Biden had the same power as a CEO of a private organization. Well, the appeals court on Thursday said that's hogwash. She does not have the authority of a CEO of a company that would require the employees to be jabbed up. AP reported, President Joe Biden ordered that federal employees get veed up against the virus was blocked Thursday by a federal appeals court. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans rejected arguments that Biden, as a nation's chief executive, has the same authority as the CEO of a private corporation to require that employees be veed up. The ruling from the full appeals court, 16 full-time judges at the time the case was argued, reversed an earlier ruling by a three-judge Fifth Circuit panel that upheld the uh, requirement. Judge Andrew Oldham, nominated by the court to the court by then president Donald Trump wrote the opinion for a 10 member majority opponents of the policy said it was an encroachment on federal workers lives that neither the constitution nor the federal statutes authorize absolutely correct so yet another legal blow and another upholding of the legal blows to Joe Biden's tyranny okay we have this Let's get into Kevin McCarthy and the whopper of a lie. And this all has to do with him meeting with Mickey uh, Whithoft, the mother of Ashley Babbitt. The New York Post reporting, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Thursday met with the mother of Ashley Babbitt, the woman shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer outside the Speaker's lobby on January 6, 2021. McCarthy told reporters that Babbitt's mom, Mickey Whithoft, requested the meeting, which took place in his office, just steps away from where her daughter was shot by Capitol Police Officer Lieutenant Michael Byrd. I felt like it was a good meeting, with Hoff told NBC News. I thought Speaker McCarthy was delightful. Whithoff didn't go into details about the meeting, but confirmed that the two discussed comments made by McCarthy last month in which he, ex- he expressed his support of Byrd's youth of lethal force. I think the police officer did his job, the House Speaker said in February, when asked by a reporter if he thought Babbitt was murdered. McCarthy's office did not immediately respond to the Post's request for comment. Babbitt 36 was among four people who died at the Calcades, and then the New York Post gives uh, a background on it, okay? Now, she didn't comment much to the mainstream media, but she said uh, a lot more in this exclusive with the Gateway Pundit. Why? Because the Gateway Pundit, I've got to meet Jim and Joe Hoft and give them a hug and a handshake for the great work that they do. Um, over at the Gateway Pundit. I, I I don't always agree with their analysis of news stories, but they're covering things that uh, other mainstream media and conservative media um, doesn't cover. Uh, and if you want to see some of those things that they covered that the mainstream media and other conservative uh, outlets won't cover, you can catch me covering those things over on my other show, BCP Unfiltered, which you can catch at bcpextras.com, therealbcp.com, or over Uh, on my podcast show on Spotify and everywhere where you can listen to podcasts 
and you can get the uh, the link to that at bcppodcast.com. So on Thursday morning, Mickey Whithoff called the Gateway Pundit to tell uh, them that she was meeting with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. On Thursday night, she called the Gateway Pundit back again to give more details. Now, this is where I was enraged and also felt really bad for Ashley Babbitt's mom. Mickey said Speaker McCarthy met her at the door and she appreciated that. He walked into his office and when they sat down, Mickey told us she immediately confronted Speaker McCarthy about his previous statements that Lieutenant Mike Byrd, the man who shot her unarmed daughter at point blank without warning, was just doing his job. Speaker McCarthy said he hadn't seen the video and he promised her he would watch it later. What a freaking dung heap. A disgusting, smelly, four-foot pile high of horse manure and BS. McCarthy said he hadn't seen the video and he promised her he would watch it later. The same Kevin McCarthy that championed the release of the J6 footage allowed Tucker Carlson to show that a few weeks ago was out there for transparency and he has this hell of a whopper. I haven't seen the video. I commented on it. I've released the video. I've been a champion of J6 video footage release and transparency, yet I have not seen a 5, 10, let's say even minute clip if you watch what happened prior to and following the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. He didn't have one minute to watch this, yet he's out there championing transparency in the form of J6 footage. This is absolute grade A bull shysta, and I feel so bad that Ashley Babbitt's mother fell for this. Or did she? I don't think she has. Listen to the rest of this. Mickey told him the video will make him cry. She added this about the conversation. I actually found it endearing that he told me the truth and admitted that he had not seen the video. I thought that that took a certain amount of courage to admit that to me. I felt that was a huge step forward when he actually said, no, I have it. So it seems like Mickey does believe Kev McCarthy. But this is why I'm thinking that perhaps, even though she just said that, she may have her doubts. Mickey told the Gateway Pundit that she thought Speaker McCarthy was a gracious host, that the Speaker gave her his full attention, and he really seemed to listen and be present with her. Mickey repeated, I would just like to stick with my perception that he was a gracious host, and I felt like he was present at the moment. I don't want to isolate him. So I, when I first read this, interpreted that last statement was, I want to stick with my perception that he was a gracious host. As if almost giving a defense. Yeah, he probably lied about this, but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to isolate him. I want him to be an ally. So I will say that it's going to make him cry, that he was that he should watch the video and what have you. So I'm not convinced necessarily that even though Ashley Babbitt's mom, Mickey Whithoff, if I ever do interviews for this show or my BCP Unfiltered show, she would be, if I if I had Mickey on, she would definitely be on my other show, not here on YouTube. I'd maybe play clips, edit it, but the full 
conversation, I guarantee you, would not be friendly for this platform. Uh, and I'm, that's if you're watching this on YouTube. Again, McCarthy with this whopper of a lie. He hadn't seen it. And of course, and Mickey again saying, telling him that it's going to make him cry and that she found it endearing that he told the truth and admitted he had not seen the video. I don't know. Maybe Mickey did believe him, but it seems like she's coming from a place where she wants to have an ally and she doesn't want to isolate him. So she's going to go along with this lie. And I feel bad for Mickey. Mickey's out there every day. For those of you who are still with this false idea that Ashley Babbitt is not a real person, it's, it's, it's really sad. Now, I, I understand. I understand why some of you have that. But look, like to believe that no conspiracy theory, that all conspiracy theories are just, you know, crazy is crazy, right? I mean, not to believe that any conspiracy theory may have some merit is living in la-la land. But to believe that every single conspiracy theory is true is also nuts. So, yes, there have been false actors. There have been flags of false origin. There have been a lot of things that are true that make some of these theories true. But there's a lot of nonsense, a lot of noise, a lot of psyop from the CIA and for the establishment as well to confuse people. Now, I'm now in Utah. I'm currently in California, but you can't tell when I'm back and forth. I have aged in-laws. My my uh, father-in-law recently turned 84 years old. And he is very sick, so we make trips back and forth. But thanks to this backdrop <laughs> and the power of computers and internet, you don't know what, when I'm in my home studio in Utah or in our office in Cottonwood Heights, Utah, or visiting family in California. But I'll say this. In California, I grew. I consider myself a San Diegan. In San Diego, local news, we get a lot more reporting about Ashley Babbitt. She's a real person. Her husband's on there. Ashley's mom used to be on there. Now she's on the Gateway Pundit and other alternative conservative media because she's out there every day supporting the J6 people, saying prayers. Ashley Babbitt was a real person. She wasn't some CIA plant. She really did get killed and die. What are your thoughts, folks? I think this is a disgusting lie to a mother. Let me give you the more information. Mickey also told Ken McCarthy that she had two requests. She asked him to review the video of Ashley's death. But the second was she asked him to look into the whereabouts of Howard Richardson, who's a 74-year-old American who was charged with hitting a Metro policeman with a pole. Howard told the court he was responding to something coming at him. Howard was sentenced to four years in prison for his crime. 46 months, just shy of four years. His family is worried about him and she wanted to make sure she wanted Kevin McCarthy to do a wellness check essentially on Howard Richardson. Bless Mickey Whithoff. I love this woman so much. If she really believes Kevin McCarthy, I am going to give her a hard pass on that. The woman has been through a lot and she's fighting for our J6 political prisoners. 
But I think this this lie by Kevin McCarthy is disgusting. He has seen the clip. Obviously, he's seen the clip. But once again, even though Kevin McCarthy is doing a pretty good job, he's not doing it as a core conservative. He's doing it as a power-hungry DC swamp rat bastard. That's where he's coming from. So his actions are good, but his intentions are questionable at best. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Mickey has said that she hopes she can meet with Kevin McCarthy again in the future. Uh, and she continues her nightly vigil outside the DC Gulag. Father in heaven, please bless Mickey and all her efforts. And we can please get justice for our brothers and sisters sitting in a DC Gulag and for Ashley and other people murdered, Ms. Boylan and others murdered, uh, that we don't even probably know about, and those abused. Father, in Jesus' name, please bless these people. Amen. Thanks for being here, folks. I'll have more reporting for you throughout the weekend. Ciao, goodbye, God bless. Hit like, share, subscribe, and follow this if you're listening to this in podcast format.